This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. You are listening to Joy 94.9 and this is SM Fridays with Simon and Michael on a beautiful, beautiful Friday evening. Hello there, Simon. How are you? I'm well and yourself. Oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm warm now. It's good. Mm. I'm, it's nice I'm inside. I'm warm. I'm dry. I'm happy. It got a bit horrible today, didn't it? It, it started, it, it was quite grey all day mm. and I was a bit worried about the, the evening, but luckily the gods decided to, to be nice to us and the, the rain eased by the end, which was nice. It was nice. Very good. But we do have a very um, interesting show tonight. We do. Firstly, we've got to say thank you to Michael for the news. We do indeed. To David and Sue for the 80s flashback. Oh, and yes. maybe you want to go out and buy a big red wig and run around young Einstein style. Oh, I think it'd be good. Mm. It's, it's, um, um, it'd be nice to, to like have a parade with everyone dressed up in red wigs. Yes. Like a welcoming, a welcoming parade. And... On that topic, we're going to we're going to be chatting about the uh, Olympic ceremony later yeah, on in the show. We will be people running around in wigs and and high theatrics over in London. Craziness. Mm, mm. But on tonight's show, we have quite a lot. I um, I got to catch up with one of the the most popular bands in the world yes. today, and um, got to have a bit of one on one time with them. And I'm still a bit starstruck and a bit jittery oh. over the whole thing. You're still giggling, aren't I you? I know, like a little giggly schoolgirl. Oh, hello. So um, so I'm going to be bringing you that interview a little bit later on in the show. Um, but all the music today is Aussie dances. Excellent. Mm, so we can get a bit patriotic about mm. our overachievers overseas. That's exactly right. Mm. But, you know, all those people who are getting ready to, to celebrate with everyone at five o'clock in the morning tomorrow, uh, Australian time, cannot wait. Um, I, will, I will be in bed. Uh, but I'm sure there'll be lots of people who will be very happy to be up at five o'clock. There's not many weekends where you are awake on that side of midday. No. Unless I was awake from the night before. Yes. In yes. which case, if I was still if I was still out and about... And we could run a whole other show on that. We that could. Topic, couldn't we? We could, but we won't, surprisingly. <laughs> but if I, if, I was, if I was awake from the night before, then I probably would still be awake then. However, I probably would fall asleep at around about 8 o'clock. And it just collapsed in a heap. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, well, we're going to hear from uh, from our first track, and the first track's from Melissa. Do you oh, remember Melissa from I, E Street? I do. Remember, yes, mm. yes, yes. The one of the good exa- one of the great examples, uh, a superlative great examples of people who go from TV to music. Mm. Per- an amazing, perfect. It should be in a textbook. Now, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but yep. I believe she's bringing out. A new album soon. Now, I don't know whether it is new material yeah. or whether it's rehashed, sort of like a greatest hits kind of um, kind of arrangement. But oh. I am 99% sure it is on the cards and it's coming very, very soon. I do remember seeing somewhere a cover of it. Yes. Yes. And I will also be putting money on it that there'll also be some sort of appearance at a Westfield. Excellent. Mm. Nothing is better than Centre So stay stage. tuned for that. I'm sure we'll have tickets to give away. Joy 94.9. Isn't it Fridays on Joy 94.9? And uh, that was Melissa who was able to read your lips. Um, granted, granted, anyone could probably read her lips if they're big enough at the time. So we should be right, but... Oh, you could read half the New Testament on the size of her lips, couldn't you? <laughs> she's she's quite a she's quite a catch, I think. Good she old is. Melissa. 
<laughs> now we are joined in the studio by the lovely David Lim. Hello. You know what? This is my first time doing S and M. So, boys, please be gentle. We're, we're nothing but gentle the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second time you've got to worry about. That's right. <laughs> now, um, you're on the show Different Strokes. Yes. Yeah, so we're on. Um, Lord, I have to think about this. We're on Thursday breakfast here at Joy. And, um, you know, it's quite different to be here um, at night again because Jade and I, we used to be on Wednesday nights on Joy. That's so, right. yeah, I um, yeah, haven't been able to come in at nights for a while, but it's great to be here. Excellent. Now, you recently got back from overseas. Oh, yes. Just, one, you're one reminding thing. me because I'm just like, oh, you know, let's you try not to think back. about it. Mm. Try not to think about it because it would just make me cry, make me sad. The holiday come down is the worst, isn't it? Mm. 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 Um, one thing I did like is all of your photos that you're putting on Facebook. Oh, thank you. Now, they are really arty. Ah. Very, very well taken. Oh, thank you. My photos that go on Facebook are never like that. No, yes. <laughs> they're, 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 painful. Very, they're painful. They're painful, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's like when you ha- see home videos and people are shaking the camera too much and you start getting dizzy. <laughs> it's very similar to that. But, but yours are very arty. Did, thank you. How did you, um, how did you get them looking so good? Well, when you travel by yourself, you really do have all the time in the world to get it right at <laughs> yeah. certain destinations. There's no one to rush you around. And on top of that, I mean, you mentioned the arty qualities. What I do is um, all those photos on uh, Twitter and Facebook and such were taken on my you know, smartphone and I use apps like Instagram and Hipstamatic and that's probably right. what makes it look arty, like what you're saying. Yeah. So it's got different filters and different camera lenses and all that and I'm a little obsessed with that actually. Okay. So I like to kind of take photos of regular things like the fire hydrant or you know, uh, an, an old CD that I found you know, in my bedroom somewhere and with these filters they do look you know, extra special. Wow. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Now, tell us about London. You were there recently. Mm-hmm. Was there a bit of a buzz around London at the time that you were there for the Olympics? Absolutely. Like, there were, you know, just flags everywhere. The Union Jack yeah. flag was just everywhere. You saw them, like, you know, hanging on streets. You saw them on Oxford Street and all the different shopping districts just really cleaned up. And it seemed like all the retailers kind of got this memo to incorporate a bit of cool Britannica and everything they did. So you'll be walking um, down the street looking at uh, windows and, you know, there'll be purses, there'll be dresses, there'll be shoes, there'll be just various kind of retail-y things that had the Union Jack flag in it. So, and just the atmosphere. It was just wonderful and wow. it was just clean and people were just out and about. So it's like a Monopoly board on steroids over there at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who the community chest is. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of Monopoly, I did spend up a bit when I was in London, especially uh, in the clothing department stores. Ah, yes. Yeah. You know, your Zara's, your... And I'm so not the type of queen who would do something like that. I would just <laughs> like to premise this. You just come to Melbourne and do it instead. Like, you, know. <laughs> you know, living in Melbourne, I've been to Zara maybe once, but over there, it was like second home. Wow. You know, I, I was camping in there and yeah, oh, making awesome. a bed out of really nice jackets. Excellent. <laughs> Did you set up shop in the front window just to, just to set up shop? You know, set up home? Yeah, <laughs> j- just to make people feel very uncomfortable. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I believe you've got something very special coming up on your show for next week. Yes, um, Thursday morning where we've got our interview with Ricky Lee. Wow. Who is Ricky Lee? I mean, it's just such an obscure pop figure that no gays in Melbourne would have heard of. <laughs> Who is it? 
who is this woman? I have no idea. I'm trying to visualize this woman. Uh, it's like when people say Kylie Minogue. Who's this Kylie Minogue? To oh. me, she's just Kylie from Camberwell. Nothing oh, more. Okay. You know, like yeah. the station ID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, my chat with uh, Ricky Lee uh, actually just happened a, a few minutes ago. We were wow. pre-recording, and uh, she was very um, giving in in terms of information. Oh, that's good. She was sharing what she was wearing at the time of oh, the wow. call. <laughs> Come on, fellas. Come on, fellas. <laughs> it's local time. She's on local time at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think she's up in Sydney. Oh, so. that's okay. So she's not like midnight somewhere in some obscure country. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, that's no. okay then. Good. Just in obscure Sydney. Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Everything's obscure in Sydney. So we talked about her new single, Crazy, which is out in the moment. And I understand that, Simon, you're a big fan of the remixes. Yes, yes. I got my hands on a copy of the remix package, which mm-hmm. hasn't been released just yet. We're going to play one of the tracks from that straight after we've spoken to you. So that'll be in, in a couple of minutes' time. Um, now, she's coming out for shows in September, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So she's doing a show uh, on September 5th here in Melbourne, and another show in Sydney. Now, you guys have to understand, the Melbourne show is the first show, so we're a bit special. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Also means that if things do screw up, then, well, it probably will happen in the first show. It's like the dress rehearsal. Yeah, kind Mm. of, but I think she already had a dress rehearsal in May when she did a gig in Sydney. Okay, So that was probably the dress rehearsal. We we get the first proper show, and, you know, she was talking about, um, you know, finding inspiration for the show and how she's so involved with hair and makeup. She did say that her hit single, Raining Diamonds, she will perform half of it acoustically with just a piano. Wow. And in true Eurovision style, probably, you know, kick off with, like, dances and everything halfway through the song. And, you know, oh, of course. bring yes. the beat in and everything. But yeah. she said that it's going to be a fully choreographed show, um, you know, compilation and remixes of her past hits mixed with obviously the new album tracks. Wow. So, yeah. Dude, it sounds like a really good show. Yeah, she's going to put in a lot of effort in this one, I think. You know, live band, you know, fully choreographed with backup dancers and everything. Wow. It's like boylesque, yeah. but fronted by Ricky Lee. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I might, I might be on that one. I think I think you'd be I, on that I'm one. A, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can find out who this woman is at the same time. <laughs> See, I loved her on, a, on American Australian Idol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot where I was uh, for a second, on, then. <laughs> um, and I loved it when she did um, Beyonce's Work It Out. Mm, mm. Absolutely love that. You see, the whole Beyonce tag has kind of followed Ricky Lee um, mm. for most of her career. I think it was kind of... Sometimes it's very crippling to be compared to Beyonce, but you know, she Ricky Lee has pure sass. But with the new album, Fear and Freedom, which is coming out, I think 17th of August or something, she's gone for a more dance pop, more European direction. So I don't see a Beyonce resemblance in that sense there. So it'll it'll be a really cool direction, I think. The gays will probably quite like it. Excellent. Like a Swedish Beyonce, perhaps. Yeah. Ooh, you know. Inga. Inga. A Beyonce Inga with Beyonce. the two dots above the O. Yes, yes. I, yeah, you know what? That that was probably in the original, you know, incarnation of Beyonce's name. And over the years, it just dropped off like a surname because she's so oh, yeah. special. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You don't need a surname when you're Beyonce, really. It's, it's also longer to sign if she has a surname. It's, it's oh, short true. to sign just the first name. Yeah, and the last I name. always just sign with my first name, but then again, I haven't signed autographs in a very long time. Oh, it's, you have to practice. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit. Mm. Yeah, it's been a while since a fan came up to me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for having a chat with us. My pleasure. We are now going to jump into uh, Ricky Lee's new track, Crazy, remixed by Bombs Away. Joy ninety four point nine. When I got to go and catch up with the band Fun today, yeah. most of the interviews that we get here at Joy are over the phone. Yeah. So we're sitting here in the studio. They call us and we have a chat and, and we record it and, and all of that. Yes. 
it's not very often that you get to go to somebody's hotel room mm-hmm. and meet them and sit down and have some one-on-one time with them. When yeah. I when I was looking at the photos of the band, yes, you know, there's there's one good-looking guy and the other two are oh, well, not uh, so yeah, good-looking, yeah, yeah. right? But <laughs> and but, hello to fun, full stop. Uh, yes, yes. So I was sitting there in um, in the corridor waiting to go to be ushered into this room, and I was told that um, I'm only going to be able to chat with one member of the band. Yep. Right. And I thought, okay, that's fine. They've got plenty of interviews to do. That's cool. Please don't be the hot one. Because I'm just going to be sitting there like, like a giggly little schoolgirl. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. What happened? Uh, let me guess. Mm. You got the hot one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So, um, but look, the interview did come up very, very well. Oh, thank you. And we'll have, we'll have a listen to that a bit later. But one thing that did cross my mind is that there, there's a word for it, and I've been trying so hard all day to try and find it. Mm. Now we're talking a lot about relationships. Yep. Tonight. Yeah, we are. Um. And there's a, it's like a, a joke sort of thing where your partner is really into a celebrity. And, and so you've both got this celebrity where, you know, if you were ever in the same room at the same time and something happened, it would be okay. Okay. So that's that one person who uh, you could do what you want with and it wouldn't yes. be a problem. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because the odds of that actually happening are very slim. Taking place are so slim. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm wanting to know what, what that's called. Mm. I know that there's a name for it. Yeah, I've got no And I'm idea. really hoping that someone out there can help me because it's just going to eat at me all night. So um, Google's not helping me. Nothing's helping me. No, yeah. So I don't know whether it's just me going crazy. Well, I can't even think... Of, I've been trying to think of what this would be and I, the only thing I think of is an open relationship, but even then that's not the same because that's different altogether. It's not just like a one-person celebrity, okay, mm. off the tick off the list type thing. Right. So I've got... Yeah. Like, I, I cannot think of... The words describe it at all. This is Simon from Joy 94.9, and I'm joined on tonight's show by Jack from the band Fun. How are you, Jack? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, well, thank you. Now, you are in town touring? Yeah, first well, time. Ex- first time in Australia? Yeah, yeah. Wow, and what do, you, what do you think of the Australian audiences? Uh, it's, so far, it's been amazing. Really cool to come this far away from home and have fans. That's an experience that is pretty mind-blowing. I did say that you guys were in Asia recently? Yeah, just a couple of days ago. How was that? Um, that was that was really cool. Also, we never I, I'd been in Japan, but never played shows there, um, and it's just wild to play to a culture so different. You know, they have such a different way of responding to music, and we're so excited to to see that and experience that. Which is it's really the same thing everywhere. It's like Europe is different, here is different. You know, obviously America is different, so um, it keeps things really interesting. Excellent. Now, I wanted to touch on your new album, Some Nights. It's, it's an album which I downloaded um, a while ago when it first came out, and I find that I can't actually pick a favourite song from it because every song on there is so good. With the track Some Nights, the success that you guys have had with that, especially back home on mm-hmm. the Billboard charts, does that add more pressure to you guys? I suppose it would be like a double-edged sword. You'd, you'd love the accolade for, mm-hmm. for the tracks that you've done, but do you find when you go to record new material there would be more pressure um well we don't really know yet i think yes and no i mean yes just because of the obvious but no because we we got everything that's happened with us has been because of us being ourselves right it's not like we went into the studio and you know decided like okay we're gonna make a mainstream album and we're gonna really throw this thing against the wall and go for it and it worked it's the opposite you know we we've been making records for a long time we just made another fun album and this one the world just responded to and even even if you look at the charts, it makes sense. You know, We Are Young was the first rock song in like maybe 10, ten years, years or something. So yeah. 
even you know if if we wanted to if we if we were trying to have the success that we're having now we would have had to make a very different album yes so yeah. i think it's almost like it's almost like being raised the right way it's like what we've what we're being taught by the mainstream is to be ourselves if we if we wanted to be successful again in the future then from what we're learning now what we would have to do is completely follow our hearts and i think that that is I'm happy we learned it that way, like a sex tape or something. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's definitely the right way to, to have success. So, speaking of success, the track We Are Young, you collaborated with Janelle Monae. Yeah. Tell us about working with her. Well, we actually didn't work with her until... We didn't even meet her until months later. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we had this idea to have her on the song just because we were really big fans, and then our producer, Jeff, was at a Bruno Mars show, ran into her backstage, played her the song. She loved it, just kind of one of those like fortuitous-type um, scenarios. She recorded her part in Germany while we were in L.A., which is something that is just, you know, a reality with Pro Tools and mm. technology and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until months later that we actually toured together. It's kind of cool because it was just us being fans and saying we'd love her on the song. It wasn't like anything like the label being like, oh, these two artists, you know, we should put blah, 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 blah together. So it's nice to have a guest on, on a big song that isn't just a wonderful artist, but is someone that gives your fans insight into what you listen to and what you love. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of what you love, what are your your main influences when um, it comes the, to music? For the three of us, the, what really brought us together was the Beatles. But then from there, it really trails off. Right. Which is what makes the band unique because we're all bringing very different things to the table. For me, my main influences are any style of music that's coming from like a really visceral place in a way. Like I grew up listening to like a lot of punk music and going to shows and firehouses where it was more about the performance than anything else. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen's always been a huge part of me. As a performer and songwriter, Tom Waits. More currently, I keep getting back into like when popularly discovered the synthesizer. Like anything Vince Clark does, from like Erasure to Yaz, Pesh Mode. I think Robin's album Body Talk is the best mm-hmm. pop album to be made past decade, and in my opinion, is a little bit of foreshadowing as to what everyone's going to sound like soon. So it really runs the gamut for for all of us. Speaking of performances, you guys are playing at the Hi-Fi Bar tonight in Melbourne, Yeah, but you're also playing at Splendour in the Grass. Now, that's one of Australia's premier music festivals. It is so excited. Can you tell us about the differences playing for a really large crowd at a music festival compared to something smaller and more intimate like the Hi-Fi Bar tonight? Um, it's like, you know, it's like painting with bigger strokes. I think playing at a club, you can be much more subtle and more detailed because everyone's paying very close attention. There's no distractions. And that's the beauty of that. And the beauty of playing at a big festival is you kind of just have to go bigger, make the statements more obvious, not in a bad way, just more direct, you know, like make choices that 10,000 people can stand by. Right. And I think that challenge exists in both places. Like, when we're in the small club, we want to bring the big show to the small club. Yeah. When we're in the big, huge festival, we want to bring the club feeling to the, to the huge festival. So it's like, it's a push and pull. You want to reach, you know, every person, even if it's 20,000, or if it's, you know, 500. And there's obviously different ways of doing that. And sometimes you don't even know what it is until you're up there, because all crowds are different. Mm. Sometimes you can play to 10,000 people, and they're all just, like, completely fixated staring sometimes you're playing to 200 people and they're you know you feel like you can't fully get a hold of them so the show changes based on the second we get up there like what we're getting from the crowd you've got a really hectic touring schedule having a look at the next couple of months for you guys you're back home soon uh, doing a, a u.s tour and then over to europe yeah have you played europe before yeah we just we did some shows in europe about two weeks ago okay and then a couple months before that but this is the first 
proper European tour where we're okay. actually just going playing shows city to city and not so much on a promo tour so that, that'll be that'll be special to really do it right there on this album you've got tracks It Gets Better and All Alright for me when I listen to the lyrics it sort of indicates a bit of a dark past is that correct? there's the a lot of darkness on the albums yeah I think I think it's a very hopeful album and I think the reason why it's honestly hopeful is because it tells those darker stories so it's not like it's not like a flighty like thin like there's hope, you know, I think you have to go down to the dark past a little bit in order to bring people back up, and I think that's the arc of most of the songs and the album as a whole. And I think that's what I like about the album as well, is that it does tell such a fantastic story. Yeah, I think you, people want to hear real stories more than more than the radio gives them credit for sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And I think that's sort of showing in, in the sales and the success of the, of the album. Yeah, I think there's... A, a twist in music in general yeah. even obviously the Godier song is huge in America and it's a really dark song about a relationship falling apart mm. and I think people can relate to that more than you know like throw your hands up you know like tonight we're gonna go hard or whatever yeah. you also had uh, a track which was performed by the Glee cast yeah do you think that that gave you any extra exposure because I know here the tracks that do go on to Glee mm. do get a lot of downloads over here in Australia. Is it the same yeah. ever around the world? It was huge in America. It was um, the Glee version went number one. Yeah, um, and it was it was sort of like the first thing on the mainstream level that really happened for for us and for the song we were young. Um, it was definitely step one in a series of maybe like five or six steps that all together created what eventually happened. And yeah, it was a real honor to do it. And think that I think that it, I can't imagine how things would have played out without it. One thing I did want to ask is, what was the reason for you guys to get uh, behind the support for equality? The reason is just the most obvious reason. It's, it's funny whenever we get that question, people always ask us like, well, actually, I think, not what you're asking, but one que a question we get a lot, which I actually think is really homophobic, is people always ask us, like, are you gay? Or, like, is your brother gay? Is your sister, like, is, do you know, like, like why, why do you care? Yeah. And I think that, um, which, once again, it's not the question you asked, but, <laughs> but, um, but it does answer it. That wonder is, is exactly what the problem is, is that it's a human rights issue. Mm. It's not a gay issue. It's an everyone issue. And that's something that people are just starting to realize and are not realizing enough and anyone who does realize that i think has like a duty to, to speak up and to, and to and to make a big deal about it it's no different than african-american civil rights where definitely yeah you know it was it was the way it was mm. and then we started to think like maybe maybe this is incredibly horrible and then it was just this slow moment until everyone realized it and then it changed and now we look back on it you know I, I say to my grandparents like how is that even possible that, that happened and that's a good example because like I asked my grandparents my grandfather what it was like when black people that's rights and his answer is it was horrible and I went to Washington DC and I marched with Martin Luther King and I did this and I almost lost my job because of this this and this standing up for right. equality that's one answer some people say well that's just how it was and I think we live in a moment in history when everyone needs to ask themselves in 20 30 40 years when your kids say what was it like when gay people had this rights do you want to be someone who said, I fought to make a difference? Or do you want to be someone who said, that's just how it was then? And uh, when you're in those like pivotal moments in history, it's important not to choke. Everywhere in the world is different. There's different rights. Some places are less discriminatory than others. America's not great right now. And it's a moment when things are really changing. And it's not its not something that enough young people are talking about. It feels like, like your parents' issue, like you see politicians talking about it. And it needs to be like a hip, real issue that people realize affects all of us. Because it's not freedom unless we're all free. True. You know, like yeah. marriage isn't isn't a right 
it's a it's a, like a, an elite privilege for straight people. True. I, to me, it's like, why would you even want to have a right that other people don't have? Yeah. So uh, it just it just very inherently means a lot to us, and we intend to do everything in you know with whatever voice we have to bring light to the issue. Oh, that's amazing. Firstly, I want to say thank you for two things. One for taking the time to chat with me and with Joy about fun and also a personal thank you for what you guys are doing to get behind equality and using your exposure to to make a difference it really does it means a lot it it really does put it in perspective how big this issue is and how many people are getting behind it and um, so thank you yeah of course hopefully uh, in the years to come it'll be a non-issue Joy 94.9 Joy it's seven minutes past eight and currently 11 degrees in Melbourne. Good evening. I'm Michael with us and Friday's News of the Week. Alaskan voters have again shown their flair in voting for public office with the re-election of a town mayor this week. Talkeetna's mayor was re-elected again after already spending 15 years in the job and being well supported by the public. Mayor Stubbs, a 15-year-old cat, was first voted in as mayor a few days before after he was born. Originally, he was voted in due to the lack of other candidates and has been voted in continually since. Mayor Stubbs was unavailable to comment. Police in China have responded to a report of a woman in distress in a Shandong River, finally discovering that the woman was in fact an inflatable doll. A team of 18 police worked for an hour to recover the toy with a crowd of one, over 1,000 onlookers. After retrieving the doll, police showed it to locals who covered their children's eyes and left the scene. Local media reported that Shandong province is the centre of the Chinese sex toy industry, which may explain the presence of the doll in the river. Further toys have not been discovered. And finally, in medical news, a 38-year-old has accused, accused baldness medication of changing him from a man into a woman. Mandy McKee, who used to be William, says that after beginning to take medication for her male pattern baldness in 2008, she suffered a variety of side effects. McKee wrote on her website that the physical side effects were the worst, with her rock-hard chest turning into breasts and her hips loosening and becoming wider. Unfortunately, the medication did not actually solve her baldness issue. Studies have backed up some of McKee's claims of side effects, showing that some men have experienced sexual side effects that have lasted for years after taking the medication. McKee plans to sue the makers of the drug for $1 billion US dollars. This is SNM Fridays on Joy 94.9, and there are lots of ways to join the fun. You can call, email, SMS 0427 Joy 949, or even check us out on social media by visiting our program page at joy.org.au slash Fridays. However, before we get back into uh, fun, into food, and into the Olympics, the weekend weather. The Bureau says tonight will be cloudy, getting down to a low of 8 degrees, and tomorrow will begin with some morning cloud, with showers developing during the morning and a top of 15. Sunday will bring scattered showers and cloud with a top of 13. And that's all the news for tonight. Tune in for your next Joy News Update tomorrow morning at 8. That's wonderful. I love your news. Thank you. It's very cutting edge. I, I, I trawl I troll the news sites for the entire week just to find what doesn't actually make the news. 
Now, the um, the doll that was found in the river, oh. I actually thought it, it reminded me a lot of, um, remember the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Augusto, save them for later, <laughs> but but like a, a sex doll kind yes. of. And the police had a great big pipe that they put in the <laughs> river and they watched this woman f- go up the pipe and realise that eventually, no, it wasn't a woman at all. It was a very well-formed woman. Somewhat deflated, though. Now... Reveal this celebrity couple. Oh, there's... Big cooking news. couple. Big news. According to newspaper Homosexual reports... Homosexual cooking couple. According to, according to reports, there have been two chefs who have been seen getting very hot and heavy on the dance floor. One is hot, one is heavy. One is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> they, that's very true, yes. Mm. It, it has, it's been noted, it's been noted that Manu Fidel, Manu, yeah, the Frenchman, yeah. hot, who he could just speak to me. I don't care, I don't care what else he did. He could just talk <laughs> and I would be putty in his hands. Mm. I would be dough can, in that, his hands. That ad for Campbell's is pretty hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Manu and George Calambaris wow. have been seen... Um, simulating a raunchy dance floor encounter in Ooh. Perth while they were over there for a, a food festival. Wow! It's uh, it's 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 new. It's um, it's very exciting for the for the community to know this. Fenu 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 Hang on, let's try that again. Uh, can we just rewind that so again? Manu um, actually has had apparently quite a big weekend in Perth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been he's been getting out and about, having a few late nights. Uh, and there's been a lot of stories about his behaviour, his antics. I love it when celebrities go bad. Oh, yeah. Mm. Especially the real well, ones that, like, a couple of years ago, you would only have seen Manu on Ready, Steady, Cook. You know, like, you would have seen him occasionally, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed yep. Ready, Steady, Cook for that reason. Yeah. But yeah. then he got picked up by Channel 7, mm. and now he's, like, this household name, and he's on ads and all the rest of it. I reckon Manum has started to get a little bit too big for his boots of late. Oh, do you think? I reckon wow. I reckon that, that, that power is getting to his head and his head is growing because of it. I really do think that Pamela has to sort of peg him down a little bit because poor old... I'm sure you'd be up for that job. Oh, look, I'd peg him all, you know, hands, <laughs> legs or whatever. Peg a strap. I don't care. I think whatever I've got lying around. Yes, of course. You know, but yes, that's, that's the biggest, that's, that's the biggest news <laughs> to come out of celebrity news this week, Australian celebrity news. Manu and George were seen doing a, dan- a raunchy dance move with, with gyrating floor. hips. Now, gyrating now hips. I see the word gyrating, and it does remind me of the word euros, like it's, the souvlaki. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe Manu was on the dance floor doing some souvlaki, making some souvlaki for George. <laughs> Because George would know what exactly. good souvlaki yeah. is. Now I feel like a souvlaki. That'd be delicious, actually, wouldn't it? A bit mm. of uh, if Manu was there behind the counter, sweaty, cutting you the meat off, wrapping it up with love, giving it to you. Yeah, that'd be good. But I think I don't know. There, there's something about having a souvlaki at this time of night. Yeah. And there's something amazing about having one at 4am. Yeah. I think it's because you appreciate food more in general at about four in the morning. Mm. I think that general feeling of this is amazing because mm. uh, it's just something different in my mouth as mm. opposed to, you know, drinking cola and lemonade. 
you know, in those hours previously. Because that's, that's all race. you would be drinking. That's yes, all you would be yes. drinking. So I think that's that's the reason why. It's all those different flavors and textures and and that that creaminess of the of the sauce and and that tasty warm meat and and then the crisp lettuce and and I'm drooling. Yes, I'm, I know where you're going after the I'm, show tonight. I'm drooling. Joy 94.9. Indeed, it is Joy 94.9. And it's SNM Fridays with Simon Michael. And you just heard from Cosma DeVito. Good old Cosma. Good old Cosma. heard from her for a while. Oh, gosh. She's been, she's been around the traps or Cossy. Mm. But she's been keeping it natural. And uh, David was keeping natural out on, outside in the foyer, dancing around the place, <laughs> which is wonderful to see. It's great. It is. It's great. It nice, is. nice to hear from good Australian talent on Joy, I, I feel. That's right. And that's what it's been all night. That's been our theme of the show. It has. It's nice you know, to get people pumped up, ready to go. That's right. You know, next, next week we'll play the National Anthem. We'll, we'll remix we'll the National stand. Anthem. We'll all stand at the same oh, time. Yeah, we'll get someone to remix it for yeah, us. We'll get like some, uh, who, who would do it? That'd get the kids of today into the National Anthem. They'd all know the words and get a bit of Pitbull on the National Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd have a number one here. Number one for weeks. Oh, for of weeks. course, of course. Be awesome. <laughs> we're nearly, we're close to, to finishing up for tonight. We are actually. So we want to say a big thank you to everybody who's listened. Hmm. Just ramble on about right. absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> um, keep up following us during the week. Go to our program page at joy.org.au slash Fridays, and you can just navigate your way through to various social media and networking sites and see what comes up during the week. Exactly. Now, the song that I'm going to finish on is my favourite Aussie song, and I actually think this one, look, hasn't been released to radio yet. Oh, hang on. Oh, so another another brand new track. Now, this guy actually caught my attention about six months ago with a track that he did, and I thought, like, this guy's pretty new to the dance music scene, mm-hmm. but he's one of those guys who I know that you're going to hear a lot about, and I do know that there has actually been a request to get a radio edit of this track because it is so good. Okay. And and so Joy has actually made an attempt to get that onto onto daytime. Who wrote the letter for this particular request? I'm not sure. Oh, someone wrote a letter that was a nice letter? Was it it well written? It was a lovely letter. Okay, Lovely letter. But this has only just started to creep into the ARIA club charts yeah. and I reckon give it a couple of months yep. and it will be number one because this track is is completely out of the world. Ooh, I, I'm I looking love forward this. to this. Looking yeah. forward to this. So this, this is my favourite track and I'm going to call it now. Okay. We are at the end of July. I'm going to say that this is my favourite track of 2012. Oh, so, are you sure? Come yeah, on. I'll call it now. All I'll right, call it now. Right. The track's called Side by Side by a guy called Chris Arnott <gasps> and you're going to be hearing a lot more of Chris Arnott because mm-hmm. he is hands down one of Australia's best dance music producers. So I thought it'd be a great way to see the show out. Excellent. So tune in again at 7pm next week. Stay tuned for All Mixed Up with DJ Phil. A big thanks to Graham on Front Desk. As always, doing a great job and have a good week. We'll see you, or well, you'll hear from us next Friday at 7pm. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.